It is not the critic who counts, not the one who points out how the strong man stumbled or how the doer of deeds might have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred with sweat and dust and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short time and time again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself a worthy cause, who if he wins knows the triumph of high achievement, and who, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory or defeat. What's up? John Royster here with the Diamond Strength Podcast. You're yelling again. And my not so special guest, Abby Lynchenko. Hi. So, we went on a little vacation, a little trip to Lyles. Lyles, Illinois? Yes. I was lied to and thought this entire time that we were going to Chicago, and I was so excited to see the bean and go see all the tourist things. Hold on, what, what bean are you talking about? You know, like that mirror magical bean that's like huge, and everyone stands underneath it, and they're like, whoa, look at this. You said it's magical. What kind of magic powers does the bean have? Um, it makes you walk on water. Okay. How, how, do, you, how do you receive the powers from this bean? Um, I don't know. i never been there, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, so, old Daddy Chad, hashtag at MeatPower45 on Instagram. Uh, yeah, he told us that his competition, which was his APF Nationals Multiply Championship. He told us it was in Chicago, which, I mean, I guess it was like... 20 minutes from Chicago, but... It was an hour away from Chicago. Okay, where we were at was a little further away from Chicago than we originally planned, but... I was uh, real salty about it. She, Abby was a little salty. I was kind of... I, I wouldn't say I was salty, but it would have been cool to get a picture with, like, something... Touristy. Touristy, yeah. So, that would have been cool, at least. But, anyways, we took a little vacation. Uh, was it last week? Yep. Thursday through Sunday. Yep, so we just got back this past Sunday, and um, by the time you hear this, it'll be Monday. Yeah. So. It'll already be a week. It'll already be a week, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we took a vacation. It was me, Abby, Dad, Dad, and our buddy Brent, and took a little road trip to Lyle, Illinois. What was our hotel called? What was the name of it? The Sheraton. The Sheraton, yeah. So the APF Nationals was actually in the Sheraton Hotel. The Sheraton Hotel on like the first floor. They had a ballroom. Was it a ballroom? Yeah, they're all like the ballrooms, conference room, not conference, but like the ballrooms for like balls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like dances. Okay. And like weddings. All right. And like big meetings. Attack me, why don't you? And conferences. <laughs> I am attacking you. Yeah, so it was in there, and. uh... So, yeah, we got there, and well, on the way there, 
I'm pretty sure every single time we stopped, Brent got out to get ice cream. I mean, nothing's wrong with ice cream. You're, but we stopped once, and it was actually really, really good ice cream. Where was it? Was a. Uh, it was like a country store, like some like mom and pop, like. Yeah, I can't not remember the name of it. Connected to a gas station. And he walks in, and he comes back out with Oreo ice cream or something like that. Yeah, he had an Oreo ice cream. It was really, really rich. So then I went and got some. Yeah. And then you shared it with me. It was really rich and really dense. Yeah, it was like dense. I want to say thick, but it was like clay. It was like eating clay. Yeah, it wasn't like watery, like the ones that you get from um, like like, Walmart and like the pints. Yeah. Like it was kind of like, it was like churned very, very well. Yeah, somebody churned that ice cream up. Why are you looking at me like that? Booker, I'm just saying. So it was churned. The shit was churned, alright? <laughs> so, we got ice cream pretty much every time we stopped. Uh, the we ride... had to stop like every hour or so. Well, the ride there wasn't even that bad, really. Yeah, because we had to We had to drop... We have to... <laughs> what did we have to uh... do? What, what did we have to do? We had to stop every hour or so because your dad had to keep peeing. Oh yeah, because he on the way there, you know, he's he's still trying to shed some pounds, shed some weight before weigh-ins, because uh, he weighs in at two twenty. So he was still trying to shed some weight. So he he was still kind of going through that phase of uh, peeing a lot, just trying to get out that extra water in him. And uh, see, but the but the ride there wasn't really that bad because we left Ohio early, and then because. Uh, I mean, we were like there helping him. Pretty much, those two drove the whole time there. Yeah. Uh, so it so, so it was nice that we actually got to sit in the back of the car and just sleep the entire time and sleep. And then I read, uh, I read my new book, which I got about halfway through with it while we were there, but I ended up forgetting it in the car, and Dad has it now. But uh, got the new book, Gary V's uh, Crushing It. <clears throat> Gary V's Crushing It book. So about halfway through that, it's a very good book. Uh, I highly recommend it if you are a so-called entrepreneur like myself. Is it just for, is it like a business? Like, Is it like for fitness? Is it for anyone? That so this can... book is, it's set up, so I'm only halfway through it. So I don't know what the, like the last half is set up like. But in this book, it kind of has an intro of who Gary is and what he does. And then it goes on to explain people that have read and applied his first book called Crush It. Yeah. So there's Crush It, then there's Crushing It. So you need it. to get Crush It, too. I'll end up reading Crush It at some point. It'll be out of order, but it'll be whatever. So this book, you'll be reading along, and then you'll come across a section that says, How I'm Crushing It, or This is How I'm Crushing It. And then below, it will have some person's name, and maybe like their at sign for Instagram or whatever, and then it will have like their story of how they read the Crushing It book and how they're applying it to their life and how they've become successful. And then at the end of that little story of theirs, Gary will talk about you know his portion, and then it will just kind of move on to somebody else. And it's it's a really good book. I mean, I feel like what we're doing <clears throat> with everything that we have, like. A, so Gary V does these, uh, like the Ask Gary V show, right? Yeah. And uh, 
on the Ask Gary V show, he'll call some people that have put their phone numbers in. What are you looking at? Uh, it just looks like Onyx has like a very irritated nipple or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here getting deep in this book, and Abby has this cross-eyed look on her face, and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" She's over here staring at the dog's nipples. But look, saying it looks that it's very irritated. irritated. It does actually look a little, little red, a little plump. Aww. Go squeeze it. No. Maybe he's lactating. Or he's a dog. A male dog. Male dogs lactate, don't they? No. <laughs> Anyways. His head shaking. I don't even know where I was at. What was I saying? I don't know. His head shaking. <clears throat> of course, the moment he looks, his head's oh, not his shaking. Head's, his head's shaking. He's just laying there. Hey, honey. You <laughs> scared him. He was asleep. So, anyways, before I got distracted by the ultimate distractor here, um, yeah. So Gary V has this thing called Ask or the Ask Gary V Show or Ask Gary V Show or whatever, and he'll call people, and they will. Be like all surprised because they, 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 you know, they wasn't expecting a call from Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk is his real name uh, or full name, I guess. But they'll receive a phone call from him, and then they'll just kind of sit there and you know ask them questions. And most of the time, he gives well, all the time he gives great advice. Um, but after listening to all the advice that he's been giving out and everything, I feel like. If I called and I asked him our, our questions of what we got going on, what we're doing and stuff, that his response would just be patience. Because we're doing everything. We got a podcast, DSS underscore podcast on Twitter, Diamond underscore strength underscore systems on Instagram, Diamond Strength Systems on Facebook, John Royster on LinkedIn, John Royster on Facebook, or Jonathan Royster on Facebook. What's your Instagram? My personal one's John underscore Royster. What's my Instagram? At the Abby Lynn Chang. No, at the Abby Lynn. At the underscore Abby Lynn. At the underscore Abby Lynn is hers. And then we got a YouTube channel, which nobody watches shit that we post. <laughs> got like 30 views per freaking video for Lucky, but... Um, one view has like one video has like 200. It's like the one where you sprained your ankle or something. Yeah, which was not even... I don't know. It was yeah. stupid, but it was a story time, like story. Yeah, we were in a car or something. But I want to end up turning that in. I want to end up calling it Diamond Strength YouTube Channel or something like that because you have to have on YouTube. You have to have so many views, like so many subscribers or whatever, to change your name. And I don't want to create a new YouTube channel because of all the videos I already have posted on the old one. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Royster X Fourteen. I think is the actual. YouTube channel, but uh, so go subscribe so I can freaking change the name of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I read that book, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Got about halfway through it. Uh, we got there in Lyle, and they had the what the truck that was carrying all of the equipment and stuff in it. Yeah, they had it, sitting outside. Yeah, they had it parked out front, sitting outside. So we got to see it. Uh, we walked in there. And right away, you just bunch of West Side barbell T-shirts. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat to see everybody. 
There was and, these uh, two guys that were sitting down there every single day and night. Like, they were just sitting in the lobby wearing West Side, wearing, like, powerlifting gear. But they were just... Powerlifting gear? We're, like, powerlifting, like, apparel. Oh, okay. I thought they were sitting there with their squat suit on. No. <laughs> but... They were just sitting there, or like, I mean, they were talking to other people, but they were always there. Like, I feel like they were never in the room, which is fine, but I want to know who those guys were. Like, I feel like they were probably important. I don't know. They might have been important, but, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. We got there, got checked in. Dad's trying to drop weight, so we were, um, in the room just trying to make sure that he was comfortable enough and that he had everything he needed. And then, uh, then we had to make an old pit stop. We had to leave the hotel and go get some goodies for Dad. So, Pedialyte, water, some bananas. Just some stuff that he would need after weigh-ins and at the meet. So, we Googled Kroger. Or, GMAP Kroger, something like that. No, we, like, mapped, like, a grocery store. Okay, we mapped a grocery store. And then, what popped up? H-Mart. What's H-Mart? Explain what okay. old H Mart well, is. Well, H Mart. We walk into H Mart. Well, we walk outside of H Mart, and Brent goes, "What does that say?" And there's some Asian characters. I don't know what kind of characters it was. I don't. It was probably like Chinese or Korean or Vietnamese. I'm not really sure. It was words. Just it was some some kind of word. It was just written in that language. Yeah, it was in, written in different characters, and I was just like, I don't know. And I was just like, that's kind of, in my head, I was kind of like, that's kind of weird for it to be up there. But I was just like, all right. Well, so, I was looking at it, and I just, I, I thought it was odd. But for some reason, I guess I just thought that was like a heavily Asian population, populated area. So yeah. they would, it's just like any sign. Like if you go towards Canada, yeah, there will yeah. be signs that are part English and part French French or whatever. Yeah. If, if, or, or so, whatnot, so we walk in, and I think... I, like, took five steps or something, and I was just like, um, this is an Asian restaurant, or an Asian grocery store, and I just look around, and there's just a bunch of people that kind of look like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we walk in there, and right away, it was, as soon as we walked through the entrance, right away, you could tell that... You were not where we were supposed to be. Some of the food was just... Not American. Not American. Yeah, there's some times where I had to double take a few of the items that were sitting there, but uh, we but got. Go ahead. I kind of felt like I was at home because that's like what my parents and my family go to. We go to the Asian. What are you doing? I'm not doing nothing. It's still recording. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when I go, my family or my parents, we. Um, we always go to like the Asian market or the Oriental Oriental market is what they call it. But so I'm used to seeing those things. I mean, I don't know what everything is in there, but I could spot out a couple things that we normally get. But to John and Brent, it's kind of it's really foreign. And Brent was having a good time. He's just like, Brent was in there videotaping. He was in there videotaping stuff, sending pictures like, to I've his wife. He was like, I've never <laughs> seen anything like this before, and he was just having a blast. And it was just really funny, but. There was another powerlifter there that was competing. Luke Edwards, I think, yeah. was his name. Two twenty or one ninety eight guy with his it, significant other. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, but but his partner, I guess. And they were there, and I was just like, 
they probably thought the same thing though because they don't <sighs> like when you type it into apple maps it doesn't say what it is it just says h mark grocery store yeah. and it's a popular like it comes up and and i think it's like one of the top rated ones but it wasn't what we were looking for so then we went across the street went to cvs and got the pd light the waters and all the good stuff that we need and to get. luke was in there too yeah luke, we followed luke for about 30 minutes not purposely either mm-hmm. we just kept happening to go into the same places over and over again yeah so <clears> then <throat> after that we went to chipotle got some food let your dad rest in the hotel yeah and um then we just went back and we hung out we got in the pool yeah we got in the pool which was, I mean, the pool area itself was pretty nice at this hotel, but we w- it would have been nicer if the sun was up and it was heated and the pool was heated. It was, it was, it was a little chilly. It was in the it was in the evening. Yeah, and it was just kind of and like the jets, like I I think there was some jets, but like not the like the jets weren't really going. <laughs> so it was kind of like we were just swimming in still water, which is kind of weird. It's kind of like swimming in like a big bathtub. I like bathtubs. I know, but. I just feel like it's gross. Like, it, like there's nothing moving in the water. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, like, if you go to, like, a public pool, there's always, like, the water jets, like, really high. And I started getting cold, so I went to go find out if there was a hot tub close by. And whoever designed this Floor. indoor pool area did not think about what kind of tile they were going to put down next to this pool. Uh, so I'm telling you, as soon as you got out of this pool, it was tile. And it wasn't, like, grainy tile that, like, gripped your feet. It was freaking, like, a slip and slide. And I about busting my ass two or three times just trying to walk. Just trying to walk. I kind of wish you slipped so we could have said something. What? No, I kind of wish, like, one of us slipped and, like, kind of, like, scraped our knee or, or, like, ass or something. Or elbow, so you can go to the front desk and be like, um, there's no sign here. Like, it says no running. Obviously, you're not going to run. But if you're just walking and there's just a pot- puddles of water and there's no sign that says caution, floor is wet, then they can get in trouble for that. And we could probably got, a, like, some good shit. I would have sued the shit out of them. Yeah, sue them and then also get, like, free food or free drinks at the bar, which the bar is very expensive. Yeah, the bar is expensive. It looked fancy, but it wasn't. It wasn't all that great. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So then we went back up to the room. We we crashed there for the night. Got up. No. Next... What do we do? No. Was that the same night that we went to? We got there Thursday. Oh no! Crashed. Uh, no no no. And then, we. And then Friday we no. went to the the place and ate the wings. No. Because Friday was the karaoke night and we didn't go. Because your dad could eat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So after the pool, we went to... We actually walked there. Yeah, it was called like Mullins, Mullies. Mullins Bar and Grill or something like that. Yeah. And we get in there and... It was dead. It was dead. I had a couple like 8% beers. I had a New York bomb. She had a New York bomb drink. I had two. It was really, really good. It tastes like a Granny Smith. And then that lady on the other end of the bar... She, her, and this chick and her friend walks into the bar. They sit down and she orders three shots and takes them to the head, back to back to back. And then she got a beer. She drank the beer. By the way, the this girl did not take the shots very well. Oh, she no, was she like, was struggling. She she was she went into this place to get 
fucked up. Yeah, but she was struggling. Like, her face just said it all. She was just, it was pure disgust. She looked like she just had one of them days where she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go to the bar and get hammered. <laughs> I think we all had one of those one of those days before. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a sight to see. Yeah. Their food was good. I What'd you get? I got, I think, barbecue pulled pork sandwiches on, like, the Hawaii Hawaiian buns. And it had, like, little um, onion strips on it, like fried onion strips. And it was pretty good. And then you got some, the heat... The Heat 11 or something. But, yeah, so uh, next to the items on the menu, there was a number, but the number was... Like, it didn't have, a, like, $11.50 or something like that. Like, it was just it was like whole, It was whole numbers. Yeah. There were whole numbers there. And I thought that it was, like, the name of whatever it was that I was eating. So I was like, yeah, I want the Heat 11, which it was just $11, but... <laughs> They brought that thing out, and man, it lit me on fire. They had two, I mean, I can eat jalapenos, but these jalapenos were... Like whole, like, it, they, was, it was like a whole jalapeno, but cut in half. It looked like a And pickle. then they just placed it on there. It looked so like, like those, pickle. like, imagine like the dill pickle, like, slices, but cut long ways. Not like the, like the rounds. Like, not, not the discs. Yeah. The slivers. Yeah, the slivers. So, that lit me on fire. Bye. And then, uh, yeah, then we went back to the hotel. We crashed. Got up the next morning. Got Dad weighed in. And... Ate all Well, day. before before we before we left, we met Laura Phelps Sweat. Yeah, and that was her, pretty cool. And her boyfriend... Uh, Connor Stackhouse? Connor, Connor Stackhouse. Or, I think that's his name. Connor, At Connor C. Stack 10. Yeah, something like that. Connor know. Stack or Connor Stackhouse. So it was cool to meet Laura, Lauren. Laura. Laura. It was cool to meet Laura. Felt sweat. Uh, we didn't really say much. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where you're walking out and... Yeah, because your dad was talking to them for a little bit. I don't know where we were at, but we were trying to look at the t-shirts. No... Uh, I was finishing getting ready. Yeah, so we were walking out. Stopped, chatted with them for just brief time. Then, uh, then we went to eat and got some more ice cream, I think, at some point. Yeah, we ate a lot. Watched somebody propose on the sidewalk to... Uh, yeah, it was in front of a woman. store. I didn't really like this that. This place I was mean, really boot. Whatever, wherever we were at, because we we weren't near the hotel, but wherever we were at, it was like a really bougie area. Yeah, like it was like a village, and then like think of like an outlet, but a, like dispersed amongst like the. If you just think of like a heavily street. populated street, like a main street, where the where the stores, like ice cream stores and popcorn stores. Yeah, but they also stores. then had like. A Mac store there, and then they had like clothing stores. Along. It was just really populated. It was really bunched. It was like together. an outside mall, but dispersed along the streets, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, watched him propose. Then we got some Cold Stone Creamery because Brent never had Cold Stone Creamery, so I had to go show him what it was. I like the cheesecake with gummy bears. I don't know what I got. You got some like concoction of cookies. Something don't you want some or something like that is what it's called. I don't know. I don't know. But it was really good. I love Coat Stone. So we stuffed our faces all day. All day. Went back to the hotel. Didn't do much. Just 
rested. Went to bed early because I had to get up early the next day for the competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to the competition, and honestly, I was nervous. I was because I've never because of the distance because we've I've traveled. I've never actually went and played a main part of like an assistant to the power for yeah. you know like I was always the one competing I never really had to help a whole lot but uh but it's cool now because like we got like a little group going on yeah like, so own, like powerlifting group yeah that so together. we all had the diamond strength systems t-shirt on it was we, we all had a shirt on and uh met a lot of cool people I got my picture taken with uh Laura Phelps swag. I, I went, did too. Abby did too. And then you got a picture with Dave Ha. Yep. Before he set his record. Yeah, right before he set his uh, all-time world record of 3,014 pounds, I got a picture with Dave Hall. Got a picture with Joe Ladnier, who's an old-school guy back in the 80s. Go Google him. Uh, I think that's it with the pictures on that day. Yeah, we didn't really take that many pictures. Uh, we got a cool video together, though. Uh, warming up. Dad was doing pretty good. Dad, Dad was doing good. He was warming up good. Everything Wait, felt right. Let me tell you, being a girl in this warm-up room is very, very scary. It's not scary, but it's, there, it's just a lot of males in one room Masculinity. who are hyped the fuck up and yeah. just like in their zone and just trying to do their best at this nationals. It was. Neat. It was. It was kind of. Um, it was packed. Op- it was, was eye opener. It was an eye opener for me because it was kind of just because like I've never been to a really big important meet like that, that. Was the biggest as far as the people competing in it? That was the biggest competition that I've been to. Yeah, like because well, Westside. I mean, what Dave Hoff was there. Yeah. Uh, Chad Burdett was there, but he wasn't competing. Yeah. And then like, Anthony Oliviera, he's a Westside guy. He was there. Yeah. Like, a lot of Westside people were there, but it was just, it was just big. And I think it was... It was a big was, deal. And yeah. I think it was bigger than your Arnold meet. Yeah, I think it was, which too. Which is kind of sad, in a way. But, like, I didn't feel that way when I went to the Arnold compared to the Nationals. I think the Arnold, the Arnold had, the Arnold definitely had a, a larger competition like stage, I guess, because they had the stage for the lifters, and then they had a huge section where everybody could uh, like sit in the stands and watch. But the warm-up room was smaller, and I don't think there was as many lifters at the Arnold as there was the APF Nationals. But the APF Nationals, uh, it was big. They had they had a very large warm-up room. I mean, there was there was three mono lifts. Four monolifts, I mean, and there were three or four benches, a couple deadlift platforms, and of course, when you know, when you're powerlifting, the person competing, they're not just doing it by themselves. They have a team with them. So, of course, everybody on the team was there. You know, their their handlers, their influencers, or you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Everybody was there. So th- they definitely had plenty of room. For everyone to go in there and warm up and be comfortable. It wasn't packed or nothing. You know, everybody kind of had their own space, which was really, really nice. And then in the competition area, they had two mono lifts. So they had... Just two platforms. They had two platforms. They had a raw... One side was for the raw lifters, and then the other side was for the multiply lifters, which... Or single ply, right? 
I think there's it, some single ply people on there. Too. Yeah, but I don't know if they were on the left or the right. Yeah, but, but I give props to these people or to the announcers because they had to announce both platform one and platform two, and then the people that were running up or like on deck or going up. So they had to call people six people out, right? Roughly, I mean, so, six to eight people out. So yeah, they would so say they would, platform one, so and so's on deck, so and so's in the hole. Or whatever, yeah. so and so's four. But they out. would name like six names, and then they'd be like, "Go left," and then platform two, and they would do the same thing, and they would just keep going. And I felt like they never stopped talking. Uh, yeah, they. So had, I give they them were on props. Point. They, I mean, they definitely had their shit together when yeah. it was coming to this meet. I think was it ran very smoothly, and it ran on time. Like yeah. it, there wasn't any like really big hiccups. Like I remember one judge probably had to use the bathroom, but they just had a five minute break. But like they ran on time. Like they never like. When they said there was a 30-minute break between squats and bench, like, they mean 30 minutes. Like, they... Yeah, they were on time. One issue I did have, and it was just with the monolift, is they didn't have the safety chains or straps on the monolift. Oh. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so when you... So if you were on the monolift and you had to, like, dump the weight or, you know, did the stinky leg and fell or whatever... This, if your spotters didn't get you, then that weight was going straight to the floor, on top of you probably. Hmm. So that was the only issue I had with the with the monolift. They never had, they didn't have the chains or straps down that I've seen. I mean, I could be mistaken, but but neither in the warm up room did they have it either. No, not in the warm up room. But I mean, either. luckily nothing happened. But... Yeah, there was no accidents that I've seen. All the spotters, good spotters. I don't remember anybody. Yeah. Uh, having an issue with somebody that was running the rack or. The one thing that did throw me off was that they used kilograms instead of pounds. Yeah, and, and I like, hope they're not like... I hope that's something I don't have to learn. Yeah. I mean, it would be good to learn about But, like, it, it just gets confusing because there'd be, like, 3.30 on the bar. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, I don't know what 3.30 is in my head. So then I have to look at the screen. Or it was, like, 700 whatever. pounds But I can't convert it in my head fast enough. But that was just, like, one thing that I don't really like because we don't use kilograms. We use pounds. Right. And... Yeah. I think that's just an APF thing, maybe. I don't know. Or, yeah. or a Nationals thing. Because it's national. Well. No, I think just APF, maybe. If I, it was like the world's, yeah. I would understand. Yeah, because but other people. But we're in food. freaking America. Yeah. It's, I don't it, know. It's not, like, it's not like somebody flew from Japan to compete in the, <laughs> in the. Yeah, it's called the American Powerlifting Federation, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Something yeah, like so. That, but, I don't know. Maybe it, it's whatever. No big deal, but it's just. It was just something that we're not used to. Like, yeah. I, I'm not used to it. So, I, I didn't really know how much this weight was, but, uh, so, what, what did that squat? 940? No, 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 no. 920. No, 903. 903 or 904 is what he squatted. Yeah, his, his first one, his first attempt, he, he fell forward. Well, the bar height wasn't right, and then he had to re-rack it, and then get his bar height again, or, like, lower the bar. Yeah, we had to lower the rack. Yeah. And then then he went for it again, and he unracked it, and he just fell forward in the car, so he got DQ on that. His second attempt, uh, what happened on his second? He was called for depth. Yeah, his second attempt, he went for the same weight. But it looked good. It Yeah, it was it was close. But I don't know how many lights he got. Maybe he got one good light, and then the nah, rest two were all red. I'm not sure. It was either, yeah, I mean, it had to have been two or three, but I couldn't remember. But he, uh... He got red-lighted on his second attempt, and 
said screw it and went up, right? Yeah, he, he said the weight felt good. He just needed to get more depth. So, oh, and we also spoke with Hoff's girlfriend, Kellen. Kellen ended up calling his depth for him uh, rather than Brent because Brent, Brent called him on a second attempt and the judges called him high. So, Kellen was calling other people. She was calling Dave and she was doing a good job so so she offered some assistance to call his depth on his third attempt and he jumped up to 903 903 and she called him up and he did good he locked it out um he was hoping for like a 940 950 squat that day but uh it is what it is so after that we went on the bench his first attempt what was his first attempt I don't even remember his. Well, name. I mean, what happened? I can't remember. I can't remember what he opened with. He opened with like six something. I think I don't uh, know. I can't remember what happened on his first. Did he get it? I don't know. Um, I think he. I think he got it, and then he didn't get his other one. I think he got his first attempt. Missed his second attempt. And maybe got his third. And then got his third because on the second attempt, he put his head up. He, his, he was putting his head up, and that's when. Oh shoot! What was his no, name? he got his first attempt to get in. Who was the, who was the ball guy helping us out? I don't know. I cannot remember his name. Drex. Drex. Yep. So Drex came back to help us. He was a West Side guy. He helped Jack Dad's shirt up a little bit, uh, tweaked it, and he wasn't really that. That really wasn't used to the changes to the shirt that Drex made. I don't think. So, uh, he went out there for a second attempt, and he, he his head was coming up, which was causing his chest to cave in, and he got the bar too low. It was more down on his belly. It was further away from him than he wanted, so uh, when he went to press, he just didn't have... He wasn't in a good position. He didn't have the power to, to press from that position, <laughs> which was funny because he touched his chest, and I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But the judge, the judge that's behind the person bench pressing is the one that calls the bench presser up. And I'm standing there spotting dad, and I see the bar touching his chest, and I was like, up, 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 press. <laughs> I was like, press. And he pressed, but luckily it was at the same time as the, because I watched the film afterwards. It was yeah. the same time that the judge said it. So, so after that, I had to remind myself not to say anything on his third attempt, which um, we readjusted the shirt. I made sure that he uh, kept, his head, kept his head back, kept his head down on the mat. And belly up. Belly up, and then he ended up grinding out that uh, third third attempt, which was a 40-pound PR on his bench press at 640, I think. Yeah. Something like that, 644 or something. And then uh, after that, went to deadlifts, and I think Dad did all of his before Dave went, right? Yep. Yeah, so so dad went he's up. He's in the first flight. Dave is in like the second year. Yeah, so so dad went out and he got his first attempt on deadlift, which was good. Then he went to a second attempt, which he was strong enough to he was strong enough to get it, but oh man, what happened? He got it up above his knees. I think he said he. I think he said his grip was going or yeah, I don't know something. Really I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happened. He but, just couldn't uh, lock it out. He couldn't lock it out, which. I think he was just that training cycle. He kind of 
Went a little too hard, maybe. For like he kind of distanced himself from the deadlift and really focused on the squats, but uh, he didn't get it the the second attempt, and he he did the same weight for his third attempt, and tweaked his back, and then we had to listen to him complain about it for the rest of the day and uh, the next day. But he tweaked his back a little bit, didn't get his third attempt, and but he did good. He came out second place. Uh, he, he tied with um, Christian Haywood. Yep, he tied with Christian Haywood which at a 22-21 pound total. But yeah. Christian beat Way him. lighter. Yeah, Christian beat him because of his body weight. Yeah. Which, Christian was a good lifter. He did good. But the thing was, is I think Christian hit all of his attempts for the most part. Mm-hmm. And Dad either missed an attempt or... If if they both hit their all nine attempts, yeah, Dad would have outlifted him. Yeah, but definitely, uh, that's just the name of the sport. You know, you can be strong, you can have excellent lifts, but if you can't perform on the platform, if you can't, you know, get that total, it doesn't count. You know, it just doesn't matter. So after that, we packed up and headed home, and it was a good good competition it was cool to see everybody it was cool to see dave hoff yeah so dave when he was deadlifting that whole room like that whole building because the first and second flights were over with or the first flight at least and so all the lifters the people in the back that was helping the lifters i mean they just surrounded the platform and it was so cool to just be surrounded by everybody everybody had their video cameras out their phones and videotaping uh all the lifters, Anthony, uh, Dave, there's Luke Edwards. There's a lot of good lifters there. And uh, so Dave hit his first attempt on deadlift, and it was good. And I actually got a video. I was right behind him. I was pretty much on the platform oh, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I snuck right in. I, I didn't was know like, where you went. Yeah, I, I was like, I was determined you, to get a video. You also got a video of him squatting. Yeah, I got a video of him squatting, but it's not very good. We was far away. Yeah, yeah. But I got a, I got Dave's opener from behind on the platform on my phone on camera, and then on a second attempt was actually his second attempt set the all time world, world record. record. So Total. He, yeah, with his second attempt, so he still had a third attempt in him. So so we had our phones out, and I'm sure if you all are listening to this vi- this podcast. You've probably seen his video circulate. It went on ESPN. It's on Lad Bible. It's on Lad Bible on Facebook. It's all over Instagram. Uh, Dave pulled his second attempt on deadlift. It was like eight something. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the exact number. It was about eight hundred something pound deadlift, and he got it. Got the white lights, and he set the all time world record. He was pumped up. He was excited. He walked back. To where he was, you know, off the platform, where all that, like in the waiting room, I guess, the waiting area. And Louis Simmons comes up to shake his hand. Give him a hug or something. Or give him a hug or something. And Dave was just raging and he pushed Louis, and Louis went flying through there like a freaking frisbee. Yeah. Hits the ground, smacks into the. To f- the projector screen. Yeah, smacks into the projector screen. And then Dave was like, oh shit. Then he helps him up. They hugged it out. Yeah. But, it was pretty cool to, like, be there. And, well, we didn't see it, but. Well, it was really cool to, to get a picture of Dave. Yeah. I mean, I don't know 
if there's anybody else out there that's close to him on a total. I mean, there, there probably is. I'm sure there is, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's the all-time world record holder, and I got a picture with him. Yeah. In my Diamond Strength shirt. Yeah. It was kind of cool, though, because, like... I don't really know who was back there with Dave, but I felt like he was just very calm and, like, he wasn't really, like, going around, like, talking to people and, like, he wasn't, like, showing off or anything. Like, everyone knows who he is already and no one was really bothering him either and they all respected what he does and respects his space because he is competing. But I just thought how cool it was for him to be so calm because, like, this is... That's the name of the game, you know? know? I mean... If he wasn't just, like, walking around, like, he was just, like, hanging out and, like... He just doing his he thing. was confident because of his training. Yeah. Because they run the conjugate method, they're maxing out every week at some form yeah. of lift, you know. So when you're doing that, you constantly know where you're at. And if you if you're setting PRs every week on a variation of the lift, 9 times out of 10 you're going to set a PR on the platform. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to watch them warm up, kind of like some little tips and secrets and tricks that they were doing behind the stage um but yeah when you're when you're lifting and you're hitting that max attempt if you're if you're if you're i guess if you're just a power lifter like if you're a new power lifter or even a seasoned power lifter if you approach that platform and you're just fucking raging and you're excited and you're hyped up before the lift there is a possibility that you're going to miss the lift because you're too jacked up, you're too excited, you're not focusing on your technique, you're not focusing on what needs to be done, you're not focusing on all the cues that your uh, spotters and handlers are giving you, you're just up there fucking raging, you're like, I want to manhandle this and get it, which I've done in the past. Yeah, like he goes, like even if in the gym, because I've never competed, but even in the gym and I'm like trying to, I'm going to set a new PR for like a squat or a deadlift or whatever, and he looks at me, and he's just like, get hyped up. Like, this is a PR or whatever. And I'm just blank face. Like, that, but that's how I am. Like, I don't like to get hyped up because I get nervous. Like, I know I can pro- like I can do it, but it's still the fact that I still have to do it and I haven't done it yet. And I'm still in my thoughts of like, all right, I have to do this and I have to do everything right. And like, I have a ritual of what I do. Like, I just get in my head and he just talks to me and he's just like, get hyped up. Like, he'll like smack my back or something like that but i'm just kind of like all right that's not helping but do what you want to do yeah it's so it's the biggest thing for with when i'm when i'm coaching abby is just try to remind her of what she has to do because it's there's so many things that need to be done when you're performing that max effort lift that if you forget about one thing it could throw your whole lift off and you could miss the lift yeah so there's the different people learn different ways mm-hmm. and Abby is just not the kind of person to get pumped up. She's, yeah. she's just calm. And so when, so when I'm trying to, you know, this that last minute or two before her lift, I'm just trying to focus on letting her know like, Hey, when you're squatting, you know, back tight, elbows under the bar, chest up, eyes up, Sit back, don't drop straight down, use your glutes, use your hamstrings, just stuff like that. So And then he knows like I know I, to shut up once she gets under the bar. Yeah, he knows to shut up because I, I can't focus when he's when he keeps talking to me and shooting out these cues and stuff, but he knows. But then and then like in the middle, like if I'm trying to get the weight up or whatever, 
then he knows to like shout out the cues and be like glutes butt or back especially back into the bar or whatever like that's when i'll listen but i won't listen once i'm setting up like right before the lift yeah, before she actually in, before she actually goes the bar. Like, into the listen. lift she's just kind of getting her own little zone which you know that's fine it's okay to do um some lifters, you know, some lifters need that motivation. Some lifters need you to be yelling at them and fucking hyping them up and shit. But uh, that's the thing about coaching and me being a coach is when I'm when I'm with my clients and I'm with the people that I'm training for the day or whatever, I'm learning how their brain processes information. I'm learning how... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning how their brain processes information. I'm learning how they are as a lifter so i'm able to communicate what i want them to do in a way that they can understand it um and everybody's different so as a coach you know you're going to have different people all the time and it's important for you to be able to uh, to be diverse and to be able to communicate in a way that your client understands um so what do we have what do you have like 16 weeks from now um, a powerlifting competition. What? You're doing a powerlifting competition? Yep. So tell the listener. What do we? What we need to give our listeners a nickname. Um. Because <laughs> I call the YouTube viewers, uh, tube viewers. Yeah. Or you, uh, tube viewers. Uh. And then I call them poodcasters. Isn't I don't it know. like cod? Cod pastors. Cod passers? Did you just make that up? Podcast? Like, you just switched the C and the P. I know, but did you just make that yeah, up? Yeah, I just made that up. Oh. Cod pastors. There you go. Alright, we're calling you cod pastors. It's kind of like a... I just think of cow, cow pasties. I think of cow pastries. What? Or cow like, pastures. <laughs> when I, when do you, you say just cow? like cows too much. What? I right, love they're, cows. They're just cod, cod pasties. Alright, so all you cod pastors out there here, Abby is going to be doing... The Iron City Barbell Halloween, Halloween Havoc. Havoc October. <gasps> it's Halloween. Yeah. Or I need to get like everything panda. Then I could just be a panda. Are you on a lift in a, in a costume? Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I, no, I just need like panda socks, a panda shirt. I uh, know I gotta wear the diamond strength system shirt. Unless if yeah. you can get a panda on it, that'd be dope. No. <sighs> you My got panda shoes. Are you got panda shoes. Can I get panda socks? Oh no, I have panda socks. Yeah, you already have to wear those. It'll be good to get. I just need panda underwear then. Well, we'll get your panda underwear then. Panda bra. No, I, I want like a panda scrunchie, like this one. Yeah? But pandas on it. I, will get I already have like a panda water bottle. <laughs> so, alright, I'm all panded out. Alright, all right, you're going to be panded out for the competition. Uh, so yeah, she's doing that. So I'm coaching her and one other client. And you might be coaching another one. And I might be coaching another one, but I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he doesn't seem... I don't know. Anyways. So I'm coaching another client which uh, for this powerlifting meet. So it's really cool to be able to to do that, to coach for competitions specifically and to be there for them and not just... Kind of wish he was just coaching me, but hey, I can't have it all. Yeah, but we're going to have... We're going to get a, a photographer there. Maybe. We will. Maybe, somebody's going. Somebody's going to be there taking but, pictures, okay. whether we hire them or not. That's just a friend. Okay. Somebody's going to be there taking pictures, 
But there's a photographer there, and depending on how much she charges, you know, we'll we'll see. But uh, I'd like to have a photographer there who knows what they're doing to you know make it look professional and clean. And you know, it's going to be your first competition, so it'd be kind of cool to make sure everything was legit. Because my first competition in 2013 yeah. was recorded off a phone, and it's kind of blurry, and yeah. it's not like that freaking cinematic, detailed, crisp look. But it's whatever. Um, so yeah, she's doing that. Then I'm doing the fall throwdown, which is September 28th, 26th, 27th, 29th, September 29th. This is the fall throwdown. It's in Dayton, Kentucky. Uh, so I'm about six, 15, 15 weeks out from that. Uh, tomorrow's 15 weeks, the beginning of 15 weeks out. Um, my goal total is a 1950 total. Uh, that's what I want to shoot for. I highly, you know, I have a lot of confidence in myself that I can achieve that as long as everything goes right and uh, I don't get injured or anything stupid like that. So, yeah, 1950 is my total, uh, and that's what I'm shooting for. And then for Abby's total, I don't know if we really. Well, uh, um, so say like 255. Where's your Where's the phone? Yeah, get your phone over there and pull this calculator out. Okay. Ready? So, I'm ready. So what what do you think her squat's going to so be? So say like a 255 squat. I can squat 235 now. Maybe, okay, maybe 275. Nah, we'll go to, let's just play it safe. We'll go 255. 255 plus like maybe like 140, 150. Nah, I'll say one. We'll say we're just 155. 155 bench plus... Ooh, this is hard. I don't know what I can deadlift. Two seventy five. Okay, two seventy five. What's that? So it'll be six eighty five. So it'll almost be seven hundred. So I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess that she's gonna be between a six sixty five to a seven twenty five pound total. What? Yeah. Bruh. 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 So that's what I'm guessing her total's gonna be. It's gonna be her first one. You know, I don't know if it's gonna be her last one or not, but. <laughs> She's going to do one, and I think she'll be happy with the outcome. Maybe. We'll see. I think she'll be happy with the outcome. So, what are your... So, what is your... What's going through your head this far out? You got 16 weeks, or 15, yeah, six, roughly 16 weeks away from your competition. What are you thinking about? What am I thinking about? Um, I'm just thinking about... I don't know. Like, I don't really... I try not to think about things too much because I get really, really nervous. And, like, when... Like, for the past couple nights, like, I haven't been able to sleep because this has actually, like, been running through my mind. I'm just like, okay, competition day. Like, I wonder how how much John needs to wrap my knees so I can squat or... I don't know. Like, something... uh, And I was thinking, I was just like, how do they change the bar height of the squat rack because they don't have a monolith? Like, how long does that take? Like... Are they gonna have flights and things just run through my head, so I can't really think about it too much, and I just let it. I just let it happen. I just go with the flow because just that's just how I am. Like with cheerleading, when I used to compete, like I just went with it. I never really thought like, okay, competition in two weeks because then I would freak myself out. I'd be like, okay, this can go wrong, this can go wrong, or what if this happens, or what if I don't want to do this, or what if I think about all the what ifs. So I can't do that with myself. And, like, I know it's coming, and I'm just like, okay, well, it's in October. 
So I have a lot of time to fix fix everything that I need to fix and dial down my routine and dial down everything. So I'm not really too worried. I'll start getting more worried and probably thinking about it more in like August, September. Yeah. Catch me back in October. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me like in August or September and ask me again. Earlier, earlier when we were talking about the APF, you said that being there was really eye opening. What did you mean by that? Just to see like, everyone come together and like because it wasn't just like anyone it wasn't like um it wasn't like your regular like joe schmoes like first yeah powerlifting me like they like these guys knew what they were doing like these guys have probably been lifting for a while especially in gear yeah because like um lifting in gear does take a lot of technique and a lot of working in because you gotta get your groove in it so any fuckers out there make fun of geared powerlifters at least try it first yeah go out there and put a bench shirt on put a squat suit on with briefs and knee wraps go out there and try it before you have an opinion about it because i i was eating lunch with some guys from work and this guy was like do you wear those silly shirts silly bench shirts I was like, they're not. I, I was. I took offense to it. I was offended by it. I said, "Really, you didn't tell me this." I, I didn't. No. So I was sitting there. I was like, "Well, first, they're not silly shirts." Yeah. There's raw and there's multiply, and you can also have. Well, I just said it that because yeah, he yeah. doesn't know what it is. So I was like, "There's raw and there's multiply. There's two different categories you can be in. One is without the bench shirt, and the other category, the multiply category, you'll have the bench shirts and the knee wraps and the squat suits." And yeah. I was like, have, "Have you ever tried the bench shirts?" And he's like, "No." I was like, well, go out there and try a bench shirt on yeah. and then readjust your opinion. Yeah. That's what I told him. And I was, I was kind of pissed off because it's kind of like me, uh, it's, I, don't, I don't know, it's kind of like me talking about something I don't know anything about and trying to give advice on it. Like, yeah. oh, that's, it's easier because you have a bench shirt on. No, motherfucker, it ain't easier. Yeah, that was kind of like me when you were just like, oh, like put my old squat suit on. And see how you do. It was hard. Like I even had the straps down and everything, yeah, I but put, it was still it was still kind of hard. Like I couldn't get down all the way, but I put up two seventy five. But it's kind of like, all right, I still don't know the full potential of the gear, and I don't have the briefs or anything on, not even the, the straps up. So it's I don't like, think. So it's like how to how would I even know what to do? And then you told me to put your old bench shirt on, and I couldn't even get my arms down. Like, I didn't even have a bar. Like, I wasn't even holding a bar. My arms were just out in front of me. And I think he tried to tell me to do a push-up, and I couldn't go down. Yeah. So it was hard. Yeah, gear is not easy. It's not hard. It's a whole new skill set that you have to acquire to figure it out. I do admit that using the gear allows you to lift more weight, but it's not lifting the weight for you. Yeah. It helps tremendously. But if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get hurt. And the amount, like when I'm raw lifting, I could do that. I mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. I lift all the time without my gear. But as soon as I start getting my gear on and starting to handle that heavy weight, my central nervous system is fucking shot. Yeah. Like my body's shot. I'm mentally drained. I'm mentally exhausted. That's why you have to have those deload weeks implemented in there. And it's just a whole nother outlook. And you can't have opinion on something if... You never try. You're not educated in 
whatever it is that you're talking about. Or you've never tried it. Or you've never tried it. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. If you don't know, shut the fuck up (laughs) and that's that. Just let it be. It's we're experts and we're experts in the multiplied gear. And if you don't if you don't know it, if you never even put gear on, your opinion is irrelevant to us. Yeah. So that's that. Um yeah, so so the APF was eye opening. Do you think you'd ever compete in do you, do, hold on, do you think that this competition is gonna be like a one and done type of thing for you? I don't know. You'll have to I'll I'll have to see how it goes. Cause like I don't know if it'll be like um What do you think the deciding factor is gonna be? It, it, the deciding factor is how the day goes. If it, like, goes, like, meh, and it's kind of just, like, all right, well, that was kind of, like, shit. Like, I might want to do it again. But, or, but I mean, like, okay, so say, but do like. But do you want to be a power lifter? Or do you just like to train how we train? Because I just, you're about to walk into your first competition. Yeah. The chances that you're going to go nine for nine, I don't want to say you're slim to none. Yeah. But I don't, it's not, your first time. But I'm not going into the meet being like, yeah, I'm going to get 9 for 9. Because if I wanted to do that, then I'm not going to push myself. You know what I mean? Like, I would squat 225, 235, then 245. I think you'll get 6 for 9. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to try. And, like, you could – you he's probably going to go – like, I'm probably going to be like, all right, put this much weight on the bar. And then he's going to go tell that person to put more weight on the bar like he always does. No, nah, I'm not gonna fuck with your head like that. No, because I probably wouldn't know. I won't know. I'm. I will know. I'm gonna tell them. If I'm just gonna watch your lift, and if you open with 135 on bench press, like I hope you do, <laughs> you're gonna go 135, 145, 155, or you're gonna go 95, 135, yeah, 145, something like yeah. that. So I'll be able to tell by looking at your lifts. Yeah how much you should jump each attempt. Yeah. But we're going to have that planned out weeks in advance anyways. Yeah. We're going to have but, a rough idea of what your what your second attempts are. But I like like I like the way that we train because one, I don't like cardio. Yeah, fuck that. And two, um it kind of relates back to cheerleading just because like in cheerleading we try new things and it like when you hit a stunt, it's kind of like getting a new PR. Because it's something that you've never done before. So right. hitting a, a PR is equivalent to me doing something that I've never done before and, and accomplishing that. All right. So, and I'm just like that type of person that kind of wants to keep going to see how far I can go. Because my cheerleading career ended. It's gone. It's done. Unless I coach or do clinics. Like, I've done a clinic today. But um, other than that, like, I don't really have anything to look forward to anymore yeah that's so, why that's why i started con- doing powerlifting one because dad done it he got me into it and i liked it and i liked the outcome i liked being strong and i liked how i looked from the exercise and the training but sports are done for me like i don't play football anymore don't play baseball basketball i don't run track anymore so really the only thing left that i can like really make a name for myself in is powerlifting and because i am the way i am and i have that competitive edge and i have that drive uh, to be better than I was the day before, powerlifting is my is my escape. It's it helps it helps level me out because when I'm stressed 
like I'll get stressed out and I will like my bad sides will start showing if I can't go to the gym. Yeah. Because I have so much stress from work, outside stressors. I mean, being an adult is not easy. And when you, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but I like to live, I, I like to do things right. I like to have a clean house. I like to have my front yard looking nice. I like to have a clean car. I like to have a clean motorcycle, you know? Yeah. And but the, life that's, does that's get just in the not, way. yeah, that's just not going to get clean. By looking at it. Like, I got to get out there and do it. So, when I have work, on top of going to the gym, on top of cleaning, on top of this and that, and training clients, and the podcast, and the YouTube videos, and editing, and taking care of the dog, and laundry, the shit just adds up. So, for me, powerlifting is a good escape away from all that, because when I'm at the gym, I got my headphones on, the only thing I'm thinking about is myself, the weight, and just like relaxing it's just a mental escape really because because working out is an additional stress like it is stressful on the body yeah but it's not mentally stressful on me so it allows me to go and just kind of like be myself for a little bit and just get away from everything else and just do me yeah like that's that's like my thing with powerlifting you know yeah but i think like the deciding factor for me if i'm going to compete again is how this meet goes because one well one i'm nervous to do this meet because like because we're personal trainers there and now i'm kind of just like fuck like i gotta show them what i can do you gotta show them who the fuck you are so it's kind of like nerve-wracking a little bit but it's also like i don't like to be in front of people like public speaking wise so and i've never competed just by myself because i've always competed as a team yeah. Like there's always, thir- there's always like thirteen or nineteen other people with me on the mat, so all eyes weren't on me. So this is going to be something different. Like I've never had to be the center of attention, and I don't like to be the center of attention because my brother likes to be the center of attention, and we just even each other out. But um, like I feel like you're okay with public speaking, and then I kind of just chime in every so often. I'm okay with public speaking about things. I want to say things that I'm knowledgeable about. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have a problem getting up in front of and talking to people about things. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I'm I'm fine with being the center of attention if I have to be. Like today, when I was at um, when I was doing this stunt clinic, I had 19 other athletes. Um, they were younger, of course, but then I had like four or five other coaches with me. But I felt confident in what I was saying because I knew what. I was doing and I knew how to explain everything but it's just when I don't really know what to do or like I get really nervous and I get really um hey, flustered 19 pairs of eyes staring at you all day like yeah. looking for instruction <laughs> they're waiting on you like hey yeah. Miss Abby what do I do next you know yeah I get really I get flustered very 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 easily good example of was um today in the car oh man so <laughs> we're at the mall we went to the mall today the reason why we so we went to Huntington Mall. The reason why we went there is because I had to pick up my Apple Watch. So I I fucking broke my Apple Watch uh, about a week or two ago, and about a week ago, about a week ago, and uh, yeah, so I broke it, took it there. Luckily, I paid, or luckily I paid for the Apple Care. Yeah. Uh, when I bought it, bought it. So how much was the Apple Care? 
You remember? It's probably like another fifty or hundred. Maybe. So if the Apple Care was fifty, mm-hmm. I paid how much today? Eighty-three dollars. Yeah. So those two together would have bought me a brand new watch, but Basically, because I yeah. paid, but because I paid that money to begin with, I'm locked in with Apple Care and only had to pay the eighty-three dollars today to get a brand new watch back. Yeah. So if it happens again, I still just pay the eighty-three dollars. It's not like I have to pay the additional 150 yeah. total or whatever. So it doesn't so, seem so bad. So yeah, so we get up there <laughs> and I, we ate after I got this watch and we ate at Longhorn Steakhouse. No, it wasn't. It was, it was like a Logan's. Logan's, that's what it was. It, it was a Logan's Steakhouse. I wasn't very impressed, but that's The food was. wasn't... Um, Texas Roadhouse is better. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the, wait, the waiter kind of forgot a few things that we asked for. Uh, our drinks took forever to get there. The portion sizes was small. I mean, it wasn't a bad restaurant. Yeah. But I was expecting I was expecting a Texas Roadhouse like experience yeah. from a Logan's Steakhouse, yeah. and it just didn't happen. Yeah, we should have Texas Roadhouse. I got a I got a twenty two ounce Porterhouse T bone. I, I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. We got dessert, and I was stuffed. I mean, I was—I felt like I was walking around pregnant, pregnant with this baby bump on the front of me. <laughs> so we did our shopping and stuff, and I was tired. I drove—I drove there, which is about forty-five minutes hour drive. Yeah. So I was like, "Babe," I was like, "Can you drive back? I'm freaking exhausted." And mind you, we have the truck. Yeah, we're driving my truck, and she's never drove a truck before. And the biggest thing that I've driven is like a soccer mom van, like a yeah, like a, just like a minivan. Yeah, yeah. So we're pulling out of the parking lot. She's trying to like she freaks out. She's trying to drive this thing, back it up, look at her phone for the GPS, and she kind of I don't know. She kind of freaks out a little bit when we're heading down the road because there's. We had to switch. We had to change over like three lanes to get into the lane we were supposed and to be in. And I just didn't know how big this truck was because I've one, I've never driven it, and two, there's a lot of blind spots. Yeah. On the truck. So like, I, like I mean, I can look at the mirror, but it's also like I don't know how long this thing is in comparison to my little Honda CRV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my little Honda CRV, I could just swerve in, and it has a blind spot little detector that'll tell me. <laughs> yeah, it'll tell <laughs> it'll you. It'll be who's like there. ding 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 ding. But, um, but yeah, so I got freaking flustered and I got really anxious and I got really nervous because I was just like, I, I can't switch lanes this fast and I can't think this fast and I got really scared. You know, I, I, you know honestly, I think that if you practice, if, if you do that stuff more often and you practice and work in an, a stressful environment more often that you'll get over that. Maybe. Maybe. The Army's helped me get over that. Like... I mean, I get stressed, but very rarely do I, like, lose my cool. I, it's yeah. been a long time since I've lost my cool and just put the fuck out on somebody. I mean, I didn't lose my cool. I was just nervous. I know, I know, yeah. You, you weren't that bad. Maybe I made it sound worse than what it was. It wasn't that bad, but... Uh, but yeah, so I passed out in the, in, in the car at home. It was it was a nice little, little nap on the way back. Um, got my Apple Watch. Had to do some updates to it and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was, you know, that, that little tidbit today was fun. It was nice to get out of the house. Uh. And have a little day date. Yeah, I had a little day date. I did some yard work this morning. I trimmed some bushes and, 
raked up like the the aftermath of all the all the stuff on the on the uh like on the ground around the around the bushes and stuff um but back to your back to your meet back to your competition um uh, I'm, I'm trying to find our song i know what you're making me th- i feel like you're rushing me th- to uh, end this so uh, i'm just trying to get it ready all right she's getting the song ready for our song of the week i can't find it um so back to this powerlifting meet that you're going to be doing. Yep. I mean, if so, you keep saying that you you want to see how the day goes to decide if you're going to powerlift or not. Yeah. There's obviously going to be some meets ran better than others. Yeah. So are you saying that the way the meets ran is going to decide if you're going to power, be a powerlifter or not? No, I think it's just the way, like how I do. Like if I freak out. Or, like, if I get nervous or, you know what I mean? Like, if I don't feel confident in myself. Like, if I don't feel confident in myself, then I don't want to do it again. Right. Like, it's something like, like, um... So, so if you go out there and you don't hit the numbers you want... No, I'll be fine. Like, that's not... Like, as long... Um, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like... Because people play basketball because they like the sport. Yeah. But I'm not very good at basketball, but I like to play it. Yeah. So, it's just kind of like powerlifting. If you, if you like it... You'll keep doing it. You're not going to do it for, like, social acceptance. I know, but, like, but to me, like, I like to train powerlifting style. You know what I mean? So if I don't like competing and, like, I don't like being in front of everyone, then I'll still train powerlifting style. I just won't compete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll still do everything the same way. I just won't. Yeah. Do my little comp. Like, maybe in my head or maybe I'll tell I got what you're saying. Or maybe I'll tell you and just be like, hey... Let's just run a mini meet one day or just do, like, a mock meet just to yeah. see where I'm at. Like, if I don't like it, then we could set goals for myself and do it that way. Yeah, but I see I, what you're like, saying. It, Some people just, just don't like to, to be in front of people, you Yeah, know? I just get really nervous. And it's just, um, like, what what did I do one year that... You say one year or well, on here? No, like, one year. Like, I think I, think I did karate... Yeah, I did karate for a little bit when I was a little kid, and a little bit. You're a brown belt. Yeah, I that's was. high. <laughs> but um, I did some competitions too, and I like had to go in front of people. But I was little, so like I didn't really care. But I remember my first competition ever. I lost to a bigger girl when we were sparring, and I didn't get my medal, and I cried because I was pissed because I was kind of like, that's not fair. She was bigger than me, so like. How does that, why would, would that count? Like, I think we're grappling, too. Yeah. Or whatever. But I was really mad, and I, I told myself I would never do it again. But then I think I did one more competition. I got, like, gold medals and, like, a really big-ass trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just never competed again. But, I, like, to me, it's kind of just, like, I do it, and then I see how it goes. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I like it, or... Or I'll do it again to redeem myself, or I just won't do it again. That's that's what I was trying to get at, is I don't... I mean, if you're just going to be one and done, like, it, if you don't like the day, yeah. if you don't like competing in front of people and you don't like spending your whole day there and it doesn't matter to you if you're known for your your total or your uh, squat bench or deadlift numbers, like, if you don't care about that stuff, like, I got it. But if you're, if you go to this competition and you either bomb out or you don't hit the numbers you project and you're like, you know what, I'm done, I just feel like that's taking the easy way out and you're just going to say no i'm not going to do this anymore no. because 
it's easy to do and you're no, not going it just depends on how the day goes because like if i bomb out fine cool like that happens like i'm a mental case like i get in my head too much i know you'll be cool. upset i mean obviously. I, yeah i'll be pissed you'll cry yeah I'll, I'll cry. i will cry but um but you can't you, you know you can't just let that bad experience be like you know what i'm done i'm not never you know that's just yeah but then but we also don't know how i'll react during that day right you know because i don't like being in front of people yeah i don't like being center of attention so i mean it might go well we don't know but we won't know until that day like i'm not saying like i'm gonna try so hard to not like it you know what I mean? yeah like, yeah i'm going in this with a open mind and whatever like i know how meets are ran because yeah, I've do been you, around them. Do you think going into this powerlifting meet, do you think that going to the other powerlifting meets and watching has, has helped you any? Yeah, like maybe Because, like, you know, I, to expect what, or to, something? Or? To me, I know that I'll start, I'll be wanting to warm up a little bit earlier because I don't like to be rushed. Like, if you come up to me and you're like, you're six out, I'm like, no. Like, I'm not done warming up. Like, I still have to hit two or three more done, and then we can go. Like, I want, like, I would like time for me to warm up and then be like, okay, I could breathe and then just wait for my time to go. Because, right. like, I don't like to be rushed and I like to have things a specific way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when we warm up, we don't really take, like, we don't really go fast when we warm up. So that's the, that's the speed that I'm used to. So, and with, um, with other people being there, you know what I mean? Like there's only one squat rack, so I'm going to have to start warming up fast or sooner than later, you know? And, um, cause we're gonna have to change the bar height. We're going to take off the plates and all that fun stuff. And yeah, I'm very curious to see how he breaks this up. Cause he had a power for me a few months April. ago, but there's only one. Squat rack. Squat rack there. One deadlift platform. Did, but they didn't... One bench. They didn't, uh... They didn't use that squat rack for the competition. They, they had the stands. They used the gray one. They used the gray one. We used the blue Did one. Did they? Yes, they used the gray one. The big fucking thing? Yeah. They used that. I thought they had the stands. Like, the just the two little stands. No, no. I'll show you a video. Ah. But... Yeah, I'll be for, curious to see how they warm up. I mean, if they have thirty lifters there, they, they're all different. They're projecting. Heights. They're projecting sixty. They want. They're capping it at sixty. And you're gonna have two racks to warm up with. That's, that's one just, rack to warm up with. One rack, maybe, maybe two, but one rack to warm up all this. That's just. That's gonna you would have to very, break it down in flights, and you're gonna have to have very long day. You're gonna need to break it down in some obviously flights and have time in between for. You know, because you're short. Yeah. You're short and you're female lightweight lifter. Yeah. So. I'm very short. If you got these super heavyweight guys in there that are six foot plus. Yeah. You can't warm up with them. I can't warm up with them. Yeah. The bars, the, I'm going to have to adjust the bar height. Like every, 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 every little detail, uh, it, it makes a difference. You know, you don't want to go into the, you don't want to go to the powerlifting meet questioning things and you don't want to be warming up like feeling rushed like you, you got to adjust to what's going on yeah because it's not all about you you're at a competition and that's part of it yeah but but you also 
gotta you, do it. You so, wanna you wanna mentally be confident that hey, I'm warming up and I feel good. Yeah. I'm not having to you know, I'm not gonna have to I'm not having to adjust my warm up to somebody else. Yeah. Because even even at the APF Nationals and even at the Arnold, when I was warming up, like I had to do it like on a time, you yeah. know. Like I was like, "Hey, Dad was like, hey, you gotta, you need to hit your next, next warm up." I'm like, "All right," but it wasn't like I had to miss warming up or something. Like I was sitting out for 15 minutes while other people warmed up just so I could go. Like, yeah, it it just but, moved smooth, smooth for me, and I was able to go back and forth to my attempts and stuff. So. Yeah, but to me, like when I was watching your dad um, warm up, I think for squats or something, he was supposed to hit two more warm-up sets, but he only hit one. No, 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 I know what you mean. He had, he was supposed to hit one more, he was supposed to warm up one more time before he hit his opener. So, like, he... And uh, then he didn't, or something like that. Right, he missed it because of... Timing. uh, Just time and... I don't know. I don't know what the other reason yeah, was, I don't but know. but that was like something that was just like okay, like I don't want that happening to me because because what happens is is he jumped too much weight from his yeah. last warm up set to his first attempt on the platform, and I have experienced this myself personally, and I don't think that he thought it affected him as much as it did. Yeah, but when you jump fifty plus pounds from your last warm up to your first attempt, I, I want to I don't want to say fifty plus. Maybe eighty plus, because mm. you don't want to. You don't want to. If you're going to warm up with five sixty on squats, you don't want to hit five hundred. Yeah. You know, because that's only thirty pounds on each side. That's a that's a quarter. Yeah. Roughly, so quarter jumps aren't that bad. But I think he jumped like eighty plus pounds, maybe even like a hundred pounds or so on his last warm up set. Warm up set to his first attempt, and when he unracked it, it he fell forward. Yeah, I just don't. Every little detail from unracking the weight. If you do, if you have a sketchy uh, beginning part of your lift, like if you don't unrack the weight properly, and you're shaky, and your balance is off, and you're in bad position, it's going to affect the rest of your lift. Yeah, and I think that because he made such a jump in weight that he wasn't prepared for yeah. the bow in the bar, the shakiness of the weights, and then. Like, for me, like, we only jump up, like, 15 pounds yeah, you're on jumping, each side. You're like, my jumps are really small. But also, I'm not putting up a lot of weight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I probably start off with, like... Yeah, because you'll, you'll hit the bar a few times. And then I put then you'll, put a 25 on. Then you'll on. put a 25 on, and you'll hit that for, like, two sets of whatever. Then I'll put a 10-5. Then you'll put... I'll probably just jump to a 45. Yeah, I don't know. But, and, then, and then hit that, and then a 45, and a... 25 you'll hit that and then you'll hit a 225 and then and then after that you're you're good to go so you're yeah. only talking maybe four or five sets maybe i, I don't just know sometimes up, you know? sometimes i i jump it's just not a lot you know but for me yeah but sometimes i jump smaller though but yeah sometimes you'll make smaller jumps basically just depends on how you feel yeah but uh but if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing a pilot competition I would highly, highly recommend going to a couple of them. Uh, going to a couple powerlifting competitions and just observe and just watch. And I would also recommend finding somebody or a friend or a buddy or somebody to help assist. 
So that way, you kind of know what to expect, and you kind of get that behind the scenes look of, excuse me, like behind the scenes look of how things are run, how things are operated, and how to manage your time so you're not, you know, blowing all your gas out too soon, and then you have this long waiting period before you lift. You're able to, you're able to time things efficiently and be like, all right, hey. They're starting flight number one now, so when they get to their second attempts, I need to start warming up or or whatever, you know. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm deficient on. I'm not very good at judging that. That's yeah. that's where the more experienced lifters come into play, like my dad and Brent, who could be there to help assist me. Which yeah. I think is going to, I think it'll be easier for you because you're not hitting ten freaking sets, you know. Like yeah. me, if I warm up with six something, yeah, that's six plates or more, you know, so but also if, I'm just jumping, depends, if I'm jumping quarters. But also will just depend on how that day is set up and who. How many racks they have to warm up with and stuff And too. who will be warming up with me and all that stuff, fun stuff. Because, like, yeah. say someone has, is warming up the bar, they're like, yeah, I'll hit it. And then they put a 25 on, yeah, I'll hit that. And then if they put, like, two plates on, obviously I'm not going to hit it. Like, right. you got to back it down a little bit. Yeah, if but, they start uh, jumping plates, you know, well. Yeah, that, well, well that's where out. me as your coach is going to butt my head in there and make <laughs> sure that they're not screwing you. Yeah. Because I'm there for you, and I'm going to protect my clients. I want to protect the people that I'm coaching and that I'm there for. So, uh, so if you're looking for a coach and you're listening to this podcast, go to www.diamondstrengthsystems.com or email me at diamondstrengthsystems at gmail.com. I think we need to shorten our, our website name, though. I know. Just to dss.com. We'll try. We'll, we'll see. D, D3. D, or D... No, I was going to say D3 for DSSS, but it's two S's, so DS... D squared? DS squared? DX2. Or D2. DS... It could just be DSS.com. Yeah, we'll try. We'll yeah. see. I would definitely like to adjust the website, though, and... Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's get, a, that's another day. Yeah. Make, make, just make it... Just try to make things a little bit... I don't say more professional, but more appealing... Yeah. Easier to use. Because I'll tell you one thing. I do not want to type in diamondstrengthsystems.com on my phone. Yeah. We'll, we'll shorten it down to dss.com or something yeah. later on. But, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, uh, so yeah, that was a nice little little podcast. I want to just thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, Thanks for, for supporting the podcast and supporting Diamond Strength Systems and supporting me as a powerlifting coach because... I just told somebody this. Uh, I think I just told somebody this maybe a few days ago. My goal is I want to be recognized as one of the best powerlifting coaches in the nation or in the world at some point. So that's what I want to do. I want to be top 20, preferably top 10 lifter in the 181 weight class. And maybe I might move my way up to the 198 weight class at some point. But I want to try to stay in the 220 weight class for as long as I can. And I want to be known and I want to be a legend in powerlifting as a lifter and as a coach. Um, So I'm going to put time and effort into myself and into my clients and into my training schedules and my programs and routines. And one thing I am going to do different this training cycle is I want to say totally different, maybe 30% different is I want to put some of my programming into dad's hands. But the only thing, the only thing that's really changing about your programming is your main lifts. 
Like, yeah, I might do, like, like, like how often am I getting in my shirt? How yeah, like, often am I hitting a max effort attempt? But, like, your accessories don't change. The amount of exercises that you do probably won't change. It's just yeah the amount of weight that will be on the bar or what exercise you should be doing that day. Like, should you be doing board presses? Should you be doing floor presses? Should you be yeah. doing, like, you know, like, should you be doing rack pulls instead of box whatever block block pulls block pulls yeah you know like it's just it's just those minor things that i agree you need to tweak that's what i said about 30 percent. i don't think it's going basically just the main lifts and stuff i want to it's just the max effort days it's not the dynamic the speed days yeah so my my program i've done all my own programming for the past couple years and it's been working for me but even if i do another program Similar to what I'm doing now, I'm still gonna get set PRs because I haven't reached my full potential yet. Like I'm still growing, I'm still getting stronger, I'm still doing stuff. So, um, but I want to p- kind of put this in Dad's hands with my programming a little bit, and then see if it works, and then. see if it works because if you don't like, it, he has failed as many times as he has been successful. He's been in the game. He he has learned from. Tons of people. He's learned from multiple people. He's learned from himself. And he is an expert in this. So I'm going to kind of put my ego to the side and listen to those that's that's been in the game a little bit longer than myself and try to learn. And that's what it is. is I just want to try to learn and see how this plays out. And if my next meet goes good and I'm happy with the results... Then you know I'll be able to say you know hey you know, I'm glad I listened to you, um, but at the, at the end of the day it's going to be my call. If I don't like what he has me doing, I'm not going to do it uh, because you have to be confident in what you're doing. If you're going out there and you're questioning everything you're doing every single day, you're it's not going to build up that good confidence. But I don't see him having me doing anything crazy or something that I'm not going to. Uh, be confident in. Yeah. It's just going to be maybe changing a few things. So, yeah. but tomorrow we're going to sit down with them. Uh, I want to. Yeah, we're going to sit down. And we're going to discuss a few things and really pull up a nice plan. And I just want to say that you are a sneaky, sneaky little thing. Me? Yes. How? Because you got me to talk about powerlifting and my meat uh. <laughs> without like. It being in like a private setting, like you actually, because like I have to talk, like I, like this is our podcast, you know what I mean? So like you kind of quartered me into a corner. I did to get me to speak. I did. And I wanted. I wanted those were some... the questions that you wanted answered. But you know, if I, if you just asked me that on like a random basis, then not I in front of a microphone. Yeah, then I would have just been like, yeah, eh, I don't know, whatever. Like I, I wouldn't go much in depth of it. I wanted to hear what you had to say. I you know? know, but you're just sneaky. I'm a sneaky summoner. Summoner. Yeah, you're a sneaky slithery snake. A little snake. Little slithery sneaky snake. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening to this podcast. Uh, I do truly appreciate it. I am entrepreneur in the shit out of my life right now i'm trying to do everything i'm trying to balance life a career and my business our business um but if 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 anybody out there wants to play a role in diamond and and being a team member of diamond strength systems uh reach out to us uh we have our eyes and ears open we're not necessarily looking for other coaches but if if you have like 
photography skills or if you if you're good at typing and writing and blogging things out you know that would be cool if we could find some people to help us out a little bit uh and basically grow with us that would be cool that'd be pretty dope um, maybe we'll see yeah i mean it's not guaranteed but i mean shit i can't do everything on my own you know i know but like if we had somebody who could like et- like we could obviously sit here and record the podcast but if we had somebody to like edit this thing to like music and make our voices sound like super crisp i know but it i know it's a lot no it's not a lot it's just past experiences i just don't want to deal with it that's why i said we're not looking for another coach well no i know that but still it could happen again with anything that we do it could it could so it's it just left a bad taste in my mouth so yeah i'm kind of we, um, we we were trying to grow our team as a group of online trainers and then we had a we had a trainer leave diamond strength systems to kind of go do his own thing because he was a bodybuilder and we're powerlifters and he thought that diamond strength systems was more powerlifting than bodybuilding which it was which on it was social media because he wasn't posting content that he wanted to we yeah. he wanted us to kind of portray a bodybuilding image but we don't do that. But we don't do that. So we gave him the username and password to our accounts to post everything. So he had a platform to post or he like he never his own stuff and he just sent us he, anything. Yeah, he did. he just never done that and so we could have never made we couldn't put the two and two together like we wanted to, but long story short, he bounced out and now he's trying to do his own thing similar to what we're doing now, which is no it's not anything different than any other... I mean, if you think about it, we're probably doing the same exact thing that some other group of people has done in the past, you know? Yeah, but it it's just a thing that, like, because this coach, he wanted... Like, he was so wanting to help us and help us grow, and he wanted to grow with us, but then he went and did his own thing. So it's kind of like... Slap in the face? Yeah, so it's kind of like we did all this, and we showed you how to do everything, which is fine... But don't I don't know I just didn't like how that happened and yeah so 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 back to me asking for help just a second ago I mean it'd be cool to add to the team you know it'd be cool to have people that we trust and it would be cool to grow with some people and and build a a family like a Diamond Strength Systems family yeah um but it's business is business and it's our it's mine and Abby's business. And we're not looking for people to run the business. We're looking for people to play on the team. Yeah. And that's it. So thanks to all for listening. Go check out DSS underscore podcast on Twitter for all of our tweeters that we put out during the day. Uh, go follow us on social media on Instagram at diamond underscore strength underscore systems. Check us out on Facebook, Diamond Strength Systems. Check us out on YouTube, the Royster X14, which these videos aren't really powerlifting. Those are more like kind of vloggish videos. But uh, yeah, go check us out, follow us, subscribe. And if if you don't do anything at all, at least share it. If that's <laughs> like if you can just do one thing, at least share our videos, share our content that we're putting out. That way, uh, you know, I want to reach people and I want to help people become better powerlifters and better lifters in general. And me trying to grow myself as a coach and be a nationally, I don't know, I don't want to say nationally ranked, but like 
I want people to know me around the world as a great powerlifting coach. And to do that, I got to reach out and I got to uh, get some help from you all by the likes and shares and comments and interacting and stuff. So go out, go do all that fun stuff. Stay true to yourself. <laughs> fucking crush it. Go read a book. What is that saying? It's like crush tomorrow in the dick or something. Kick tomorrow in the dick or something like that. We ain't that. crushing no dicks around here, okay? <laughs> we ain't doing none of that. Okay. No, it's kick tomorrow in the dick. There you go. But I thought it was crush. No, no, we ain't crushing dicks. You're just <laughs> kicking them. But uh, thank you all for listening. It really does mean a lot. Go out there and share this post. And we now, now have our favorite song, song of the week. Not of the week. It's like our favorite song ever since we've been together. All right. So check out the song. Thanks for listening. We'll let you all listen to this for a little bit. Peace. Okay, bye. Baby, oh. <laughs>